Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the shoot once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Janet. This is a, a series that we're doing, you and I are doing on leadership because we feel it's so important um, that we talk about this topic. And um, there's so many things that are lacking in leadership. And it's just one of the hot buttons for you and I. I know that we talk about this a lot. Um, and, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked just kind of as an overview. But, man, I would love to dive a little deeper into some of the things um, that that create good leaders and, and things of that nature. So and I think from a leadership standpoint, um, it's important that we help our, our uh, employees if we're you know doing that, or people that report to us, uh, just to know, you know, what's what what are we as a leader? How what type of leader are we? That's right. It, you know? And I think that's that's a great point, Jeff. I think it's important to find. You know, we talk a lot about Simon Sinek's why as uh, for a career path or for your passion in your life, but I think we could talk about how your why relates to you as a leader. Like your why as a leader, what what style of leadership do you have or do you want to grow into? Um, what do you think makes a good leader? When you're a leader, you've got to figure that out for yourself so that then you get the respect of the other people around you that are, you know, uh, depending on you for guidance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I agree. So you know, for our listeners, if no one's ever uh, checked out Simon Sinek's uh, What's Your Why, you know, go to YouTube and check that out because it's very very interesting. Um, it's funny. One of the things that he does is he literally says, go to not your wife or her spouse or you know a, a, a family member, but go to a close friend and say, why are we friends? And and yes. he, he just he says that and they're gonna be like, well, I, I understand. And the, the struggle with that is that the part of our brain that that uh, the limbic system, which is what they call it, runs our emotions. But it doesn't mm-hmm. run our words, right? Our thought process, and so it's hard sometimes to. We, we know emotionally what we feel, but it's hard to put that into words sometimes. And so mm-hmm. it's a good thing to do. But you know, I think you're right. I think the why, why from a leadership standpoint, what is your why is critical um, for people, and I, and I think it's critical for you. I mean, I, if you're a leader and and you don't know what your why is, I mean, if you were just thrusted into the role. Take a step back and understand what it means to be a leader and what is your why? What's important to you? Why are you doing this? Um, wh- why do you want to be a leader? What do you want other people to uh, feel about you and see about you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's all these stats. It's really interesting, I believe. There's all these stats that say, if you can get people to buy into your leadership vision, that productivity will go up you know, exponentially. Exponentially, yes. Right. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, uh, one of the stories that that always comes to mind for me is Southwest Airlines and Herb Kelleher. You know, one of the interesting things that he did was his why was that he put his employees first. 
You know, yes. it says that the customer is always right. We're going to put the customer first, right? And, this and, that. and the reality is that's not true. And the customer isn't always right. right? Yeah. Um, yes, but, that's but, very true. Especially if you really know your brand or your mm-hmm. business structure. Yeah. yeah. So fact, if, if, if allowed to, customers at times can skew you away from who you are as a company and, and mm-hmm. what your beliefs are and all that because they pressure you. But if you stand strong behind your why uh, within your business, then then that won't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Kirk Keller, I mean, you know, seriously, he started in 1971 and he took a completely different approach. Instead of, again, you know, putting the the, the clients or the sales uh, first, he decided to put his employees first and mm-hmm. make them feel very comfortable about everything that they did. But he, he was very clear to share with them his why. You know, he wanted to grow this company. He wanted, but but he felt that the only way that he could do it, and he, again, visionary way beyond his years, um, the only way that he could do it was to actually put his employees first, let them have this wonderful environment to work in. And he even actually changed routes and things like that to make sure that people had the right amount of time off and that they mm-hmm. were not, you know, working days on end and all these other things uh, back in the 70s. So, you know, it's interesting because they they really became an up and rising star um, in the industry. And the funny part is, is that other airlines that tried to replicate that mm-hmm. failed. Because they didn't. So, and why do you think that is, Jeff? I think a lot of that has to do with, again, the person. You know what I mean? The person that's driving the train. I agree with you. Uh, I think uh, other airlines not only have never really captured that whole Southwest business model that's worked so well, but I think, again, it has to do with the personalities of the leadership. And the first thing to me that that has to occur once you find your why is that trust factor. It's that trust factor that you as a leader know that your worker bees or whatever you want to call it, you know, your staff, your people that you're supporting trust that you're always going to have their back because nothing's worse than a a leader who acts like, you know, it's an allegory, whatever it's called, you know, it's where it's my way or the highway. It's been proven over and over again with corporate America and even small business that that is not a successful business model at all. Yeah, and I think you know it's interesting because people, what we've discovered is that people want to, they want to know where the what the vision is. They want to know where the company's going. They want to be involved in it. Yes, and they want to be part of everything that's going on with it because that's what motivates them, right? So, sure. if they have a boss that's just always ragging on them and you know never giving any explanation as to why they're going a certain place, then they're more likely to leave and go find another job. Sure. Um, just hanging around. And it's, I mean, to me, it's, it's incredibly simplistic, but yet there's still so many businesses that aren't doing it. You know, yeah. I mean, think about it, you know, if you come in, you're the leader. And if, if you're talking to your people, maybe you're coming into a new position and you're talking to me and you explain to them what your leadership style is, and this is your why, because you want to be the best division, you know, in the corporate structure, uh-huh. you want to be mm-hmm. the best small business or you want to be the best leader. Um, and so you share with them that, you know, your door is always open, that you'll stand by them shoulder to shoulder, that we work together as a team, that they do have a voice and and that we can implement some of their ideas um, and open that door that it could just, you know, just blossom. Like it's incredible what can really happen. You know, I find that again, so simplistic yet, we're not doing it. Why do you think? No, we're not doing it a lot. And I think a, another thing that is really important in this new style of leadership is knowing your knowing your team really well. Because 
as you and I have talked about so much, there's so many different types of employees now or coworkers. There's the Gen Zers, there's the Boomers, there's the Gen Xers, there's the people that are more uh, extroverted, there's the people that are more introverted, there's the people that um, maybe internationally have language differences or, you know what I mean, uh, even personal differences in the way they communicate. So I think one of the biggest jobs for a leader is to really understand your team, your coworkers, your people, and make sure, again, they're not only in the right role, but they're happy in the role. They're in a role that they want to be in. So yeah. it's almost like you have to become kind of this little mini therapist in a way when you first take on leadership. You've got to kind of know your strengths and your weaknesses within your team. And again, make sure that they're happy in their jobs right. first. Yeah, so true. So true. And you know, that brings up another thought process for me, and that is uh, patience when you're a leader, because uh -huh. just because you want things to happen a certain way in a certain amount of time doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? People right. hate change. So if you're a new leader and you're coming in and you're and you're, you know, instituting some new thoughts and new ideas as to what it means to be a leader, um, it's going to take people some time. And so, you know, one of the big things I want to tell people is, look, just be patient. You know, yes. stay the course. You know, continue to be um, consistent. That's another thing too, right? So mm -hmm. consistency is really important as to what you know. Understand your why and be consistently always following that because I think people have a tendency to just you know kind of go off where they think the the situation wants to take them versus if they can just stay in the lane. Yes, I think that's great. So consistency, patience. I also think listening. Yes. Really listening. And don't be one of those bosses that's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, right. You have to walk the walk and talk the talk too, as the as the leader. Because really, in my opinion, a really great leader is somebody that integrates themselves within the team and and takes on and gets in and gets their hands dirty too. If there's a big project that needs to be done and rather than delegating, delegating, you, I think you gain trust by getting in there and getting your hands dirty too with whatever that project is to, to make it move to the next level so that everybody, so that they feel that you feel that you're on an equal level with them, that you're not superior in some way, you know? I absolutely agree. You know, it's funny. I, I, and I've used this story. It was in my book. Um, but I'd like to share it now because it really is part of um, what you can, what people will do for you when they understand the why of what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, uh, the, the why comes from the, the limbic part, limbic system of your brain, um, which controls emotions. And as a leader, one of the things that you're going to want to do is you're going to just want to share your passion, share when you share your why, share your understanding, and you're really going to connect with your people through emotions. Yes, um, emotions is what drives loyalty and honesty and, and and all those other things, right? So when I went back in the day when I had my company free drive, um, one of the things that was interesting was that every quarter we would offer uh, them a, a, a day or an afternoon out. We you know rent the back room of the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, one day we took him to a Cubs game, you know, all these things. But every time we always kind of honored somebody in, in that session, right? And so this one time I was thanking them all and I said to them, I have a question. How many of you worked a 40-hour work day for us? And this girl raised her hand and she said, you mean week, right? I said, no, day. She goes, I understand that, that, that question. And I said, well, that's when people like Josh and Bunty, who are our database guys, yes, Monday. And finally, I forced them to go home on Wednesday. Now, why? Yes. I, I always told them, please go home because I know they like to work right late. Um, and I'm like, please go home. And we had given them, we had given all the programmers this wonderful conference room that had overstuffed chairs and couches, video games, movies, darts. 
That's a, great. A pool, table, a pool table, right? It was just like, as a programmer, sometimes you just got to step away and just go yeah. to something else to clear your head. And then you can jump back in and it works so much better. And so, you know, I would, they would leave on, uh, or they'd come in on a Monday. I'd leave Monday, go home. Um, and I'd say, please go home. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come in the next morning. And there's a note, please wake us at nine. I'm like, no, you guys are supposed to go home. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? And they would say to me, well, we were starting to talk. And again, in that day and age, it was like the wild west for freedom because we were doing web-based storage and people didn't understand what that was and, and how it even worked. We were doing stuff that didn't exist like that, like it does today, right? It's everybody's how we live without web-based storage. You know, we were the founders of that. And so it was really interesting. And so they would come up with a solution and they'd go, oh, yeah, that'll probably work. So let's start working on it. And before they knew it, it was two in the morning, right? And oh, then, wow. And then they're like, you know what? By the time I get home, I'm just going to sleep here. And so that happened Monday. And then again, that happened on Tuesday. Yeah. And so Wednesday I walked up. Now Joshua was a, was a very large man when I say that he was like six four, maybe two sixty. Um, Whoa! I walked up to him and I go, Josh, time for you to go home. And he goes, What do you mean? I go, Dude, you need a shower. Okay, you need. I know <laughs> you need a shower. <laughs> um, but but the point of that story is that um, they understood our why so well. We were changing the world, right? Yes, yes. We put them first. We gave them all these little, you know, a accolades, but B just opportunities to be themselves and to mm -hmm. offer suggestions and all this other stuff that they went the extra mile. And, and even though I asked them not to, they were still going to, excuse me, the extra mile to make sure that whatever we delivered out there for our, for our people that were using it, we had, you know, at this point we were probably at 18 million users worldwide. Um, but, you know, so we had to manage all that. Right. And sure, so they were going sure. way above and beyond, but that's because we created this wonderful environment. You know, I feel yeah. like Southwest airlines, um, we kind of followed their whole thing. We put our people first. Yes. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference. And, and I think that's important. You know, if, if well, you I also feel like that happened a lot more kind of, you know, in the nineties and two thousands, you know, it happened a little bit more than it did in the seventies, eighties. Um, and, but we're still struggling with it. I agree with you, Joe. I think we are still struggling with that. And, but it's been proven over and over again that it really works when you develop trust with your with your coworkers and your team like that. When you know your why, like you said, when you know your why, yeah, and you believe it, then your coworkers or your team kind of sees how you are acting through it. So again, they there's trust set up that they see that you're walking the walk, talking the talk. So they have much more of a buy-in. Right. And I'm sure you, I'm sure your coworker felt the same way. They saw your passion for it, so they're willing to stay two and three nights to make it all work. It's so there's so, there's so much proof, just monetarily in general, or just in general, the success of a business when you have a team team that really trusts each other and also enjoys socializing with each other Ooh. on their downtime. You know, that's a great indicator too that people like to go and spend time together. You know. On the downtime. So I think it's great. And, you know, the, the key here, too, is, you know, and this is obviously your topic, Jana, but the key here is to make sure you communicate your why appropriately. Yes. And, and when I say that it's like you want your people to understand very clearly your why. Um, so that's the communication part. And, and you want them to feel the emotion that you're there for them. Yes. Right. And, and so yep. properly communicating that. Um, is, is a, is a piece that, you know, potentially is something that you have to work on. Um, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, because it, yeah. it, it's key, you know, it's, it's really key. And then being able to, um, kind of communicate with the, everyone as an ongoing, you know, the, the interesting part for us that we dealt with was we built this wonderful environment, but then we had to keep it going. 
Yes. So how do you keep, how do you maintain that level of, you know, of just uh, inspiration and letting them know that you're with them? And, you know, mm-hmm. and part of that, I think is, you know, sometimes having fun, right. With the team. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Work, right. Um, Absolutely. We used to do this, this, uh, you know, silly little thing, uh, that uh, the guys started one day. It was, it was kind of weird, but it, we called it snot races. It sounds gross. I know, but <laughs> we, we had, we had some, um, some uh, slime. One of the guys had a thing of slime and he took a piece of it and he put it in the nose of one of these Hawaiian masks that we had. On oh the, my gosh. And we started measuring and guessing how long it would take for that, for it to drip and hit the desk. Oh my and, gosh. But we did, yeah, so we did that really like once a week on a Friday, it turned into this amazingly fun thing, but it brought everyone together. Right. Absolutely. And and that's the well, I think all of that's important. I think like when you talk about an icebreaker, like when everybody gets together for a, whatever it is, a weekly meeting and you throw out a crazy fun question where it gets people to kind of get out of their heads yeah. and think about something that's fun or that's emotional or something that drives them. Then again, and it's twofold because then your coworkers kind of also learn something about you, you know, right. so that later there's some there's something fun that you can bring back up or make light of or whatever. It just unifies the team. Yeah, All of this stuff is important. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't utilize some of these personal things within your business structure on a daily basis like that, or a weekly basis, whatever, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose, they're going to lose interest quickly because we're just humans. And we, like you said, we really do run by emotion. That's a big part of our buy-in and our connection to communicating freely and trusting and all of that stuff that makes for a very successful team. Yeah, I agree. You know, and here's the really cool part. So, you know, whether it was um, back in my days at Harris Bank, when I my mentor uh, was very much like that, whether it was free drive, there's a ripple effect that goes on, right? I'm who I yes. am today because of those situations, because of my sure. mentor back in Harris Bank because of what we did at Free Drive and throughout the years, all these things. And that's the amazing part. And But it's not only my ripples, it's my ripples affecting other people's ripples. That that's right. Go on, right. Because you're always touching somebody. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I think that's, you know, something to remember, right? Sometimes, you know, we talk about planting the seed, but we never get to see what grows. And then other times you do, right? And so that ripple effect yes. is, is amazing. But it's funny. So out of the 18 employees that we had at Free Drive, Almost every one of them has gone on to be a leader in another business. Oh, that's great. So that's a good testament to yeah, or whether they lead the, the tech or whatever it is, they became mm-hmm. CEOs and CTOs. And it was just an amazing time. But that's kind of a really cool ripple effect. But again, that all came from us understanding what our why was about. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Clear. There's clarity is key. Absolutely. You know, no second guessing. Everybody is very clear about what everybody is doing and where they're going or where we're going as a team. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So for all our leaders out there, if you're looking to be a leader, so I'm going to wrap this up a little bit here today, but, you know, I really want you to, you know, take a deep look into the mirror and and look at yourself and say, why am I a leader? What's my why? Mm -hmm. And what's going to make me be the best leader possible? And that's, you got to figure out that why of who you are um, as a person and who you are as a leader and um, how can you help others to uh, be affected by that leadership and how Mm -hmm. can you create this environment where they can achieve more than they ever thought they could. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we we run into all the time is uh, people kind of set their own limitations and and they, they don't realize that they have so much more in the tank. 
And they're like, I, I got to this point. That's probably the best I'm going to get. When the reality is just a nice little push here and there. And as yes. a leader, you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. it takes them to a whole new level. Um, and that's, that is as a leader, that's the rewarding part. Yes. It's so exciting. So, so I challenge everyone out there that's listening to make sure you understand and know what your why is. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's critical uh, for your success. So yep. thanks, uh, Deanna. Thanks for talking about that topic today. I really, it's, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm very passionate about it, obviously. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to do this series on leadership um, as we lead up to the launch of the second book that's coming out uh, that's on leadership. So we're excited about that. Um, we're going to start to release some chapters here very soon. So be on the look for those. If you look out for those, if you want to kind of download a chapter and see what it's all about, we're excited for that as well. So um, Janet, thanks again for doing this with me. Appreciate you as always um, to all our listeners out there until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.